So I'm here today to talk with Matt Machuga and Sarah Sheehan, um, two lead members of the team hosting the Erie Day of Code 2018. It'll be May 4th at the Erie Art Museum. Um, so let's start with a little background. If you could each just tell me a little bit about yourselves. I'm Sarah Sheehan, I'm 30. I live in the city of Erie and I work at WorkBot Studios in the Renaissance Building as a web developer. Um, I actually went to Edinburgh, graduated there two years ago. I was working in Pittsburgh for a year, but I missed Erie and I missed the, the city and the great weather, so I moved back. <laughs> and I was able to work out of Radius Cowork, um, the co-working space in the Renaissance building for a few months before getting a job in the same building at, at WorkBot. Um, yeah, so I do, we do, uh, it's like a marketing agency, mm -hmm. so we make websites for companies. Uh, so I'm 31, I'm from Erie. Uh, graduated in Edinburgh 2009, I believe. Um, so I work for a company that is outside of Erie, but I, I get to live here and work remotely. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, okay, so let's talk about the uh, Erie Day of Code. And I'm going to do full disclosure here. <laughs> As you can see, I'm a gray-haired Gen Xer. I'm really interested in this event, but I don't really understand what it's about. Mm -hmm. um, and I have some sort of dim sense that code is what makes all of this digital wonderfulness possible, but I don't know if that's true even. That is accurate. So, <laughs> okay, so tell me in a basic sense as if you're talking to your mom or your grandparents or something, like what, what is it and how does it function in our daily lives? Like where do people encounter it? What is code? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's basically a language that allows um, us programmers to talk to a computer and to control the way that it works and you probably use it all the time if you have a smartphone, if you ever access the internet, and even in things that you wouldn't expect like um, small electronic devices like your microwave or your car, um, there are computers and programmers behind all of that. How did you guys get interested in, in it, in that as a discipline or as a profession? Like what brought you into it? Um, I think for me it was the design aspect for um, website design because mm -hmm. I have a background in art. I had studied art history originally. Oh wow. So, yeah, so I was interested in design and I was impressed by how um, cutting edge I was seeing like website designs really coming coming together and looking really nice and I was interested in being able to do that myself. So when I was looking to go back to school and trying to find an industry that I wanted to work in, um, the, the tech industry is really welcoming to adult learners or people who are looking to maybe pivot in their careers. Mm -hmm. So that seemed like a good fit for me. Um, and the program at Edinburgh was really good for that because I was able to stay local and they have a really good um, computer programming department. So I come from more of the stereotypical, like I always thought technology was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I just always tinkered with it. Now we yeah. explore new things from the time when I was you know, real young um, up until college when I started to understand the concepts. Did you have anybody who sort of taught you along the way or did you just think like, I want to know how to do that and then you... It, it was definitely the latter. Yeah. I just, I liked exploring and trying to figure out how to tell the computer to do the things <laughs> that it was already functioning with, so like just come up with new concepts. Yeah. And usually things would annoy me, so I would try to fix them. That's kind of how I started going down that track. Um, and after college, I got into more of the, the community aspect of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I like building things, but I also like working with people, and I like building up little communities around the tooling we use or um, within the city. So tell me about... I. 
like what does that when you talk about that what does that community look like what yeah so we um one concept in software development is the concept of open source okay. and that means that we post the source code um, all the code that makes whatever we're building run we post it openly on the internet um, we distribute it we give it out to people so they can look at through it and figure out how it works they can give back to it they can uh, make their own adjustments and put it into their own their own software it just allows us to learn at a faster rate and allows us to build at a faster rate. I wondered, because I looked at that meetup site and, and where you, I noticed you have like problem solving kind of uh, scenarios it looked like and I thought, so everybody seems to share, so. Yes. And it's that's interesting because I would think it's also a competitive landscape yep. or. That has mostly been phased out. Okay. You'll find it more of in ecosystems that are still kind of closed source where they don't share their information. Um, or if there's two competitors, their developers will sometimes not talk. Mm -hmm. The truth is we're still talking, we just don't let the, the bosses know. <laughs> That's more or less how it works. Because <laughs> like, we're so understaffed yeah. in our industry that you know, if we're sharing our secrets with somebody yeah. or like raising up junior developers, we're still not at a big risk. And by the time the junior developers of today are ready to go, those of us in like senior positions just get to move into management, unfortunately. And, and are you distributed across like all industries, would you say, in town or people? There are definitely programmers and developers working in industries that you might not expect. Right. I mean, I know there are manufacturing companies, um, online retailing companies, you know, schools, all kinds of companies in Erie that have been here for a long time and then they've, they've managed to find their niche in the technology world mm -hmm. so they're they're hiring developers and they have people working for them that do this kind of stuff and would come to a conference like this that's what I was going to ask mm -hmm. what the audience for the conference is and will it be a lot of local folks or do, or do you expect to draw from far and wide or a little bit of both we yeah. know for a fact we have at least 30 people coming from Pittsburgh um, some people coming in from Buffalo um, I think there's a few from Canada that I've seen mm -hmm. um, so it does tend to be the entire region usually within a 200 mile radius alright that's very yeah. cool and when you look at your lineup of speakers um, what are you most excited about I, I don't I, I mean, mean you're excited about all of them honestly, I'm sure but yeah, we are excited <laughs> about all of them every, every year I'm always amazed by the you know the variety of speakers that we get it's one of the things that we do try and target because we're just a one-day conference and we're single track we want to try and touch on different aspects of um, you know the technology field so there are people like us that work as programmers but there are also people that work as project managers who manage teams of programmers there are people that work as um, you know product testers or people that set up the environments that we work in so there's lots of different jobs that you can do they're not just writing code so we want to try and um, you know gear some of the talks to those those people as well mm -hmm. so they and it's actually good even if you know if you're not a project manager to hear a talk from their perspective is really good because then you get to learn what it, what their experiences have been like and how that you know you might make their jobs easier or how you might learn from them mm -hmm. We also get uh, hobbyists who are into robotics. Okay. Or um, uh, since drones are a big thing these yes. days, there's many ways that you can program your drones so you don't have to do everything by hand. Um, so that has turned into its own subculture. Uh, so we get some of those. Um, some people like to program their Christmas lights, for example, and they'll, they'll come in and make things in, in sequence. 
So um, anything that they can get involved with with other people who do this kind of thing, it's it's an exciting experience for them. Can you think of like parallels in other communities that this is? Not a lot of industries seem to have built up such a nice yeah community. I don't know. Maybe sales conferences. <laughs> I don't know. I would say the art community is probably. Oh yeah, similar. yeah, definitely. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting because it's so tech-oriented, obviously, but, like, you have a background in art history, and it strikes me that there's something very, has to be very creative about it. Oh, it's definitely very creative. And you're talking about languages, right? Yeah, Yeah, it reminds me a lot of writing, you know, writing, you know, an article or a book or something like that. I mean, it has that same feel of um, creativity and sort of spontaneity, but familiar patterns that you use. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very... It reminds me a lot of that. <laughs> and some, some languages more than others are very close to writing English. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so it, it, can, it can go many directions. Um, the thing I like about development is it's, it's a mix of science mm-hmm. and art. So you can mm-hmm. take both yes. sides and influence them. And the hobbyists can ignore whichever side they want. They can completely ignore the art aspect if they're not into that sort of thing. Yeah. Or they can completely ignore the science aspect and just have fun making their code look pretty or just barely pull off whatever they want. There's there's no threshold of what they can do. It's fascinating. Actually, one of the things I think is so great about it is that you can teach yourself, and there are so many resources online to learn how to program. It was another reason why I thought this would be a good field to get back into, and one of the reasons why yeah. it works so well for people who want to transition their careers mm-hmm. um, is because there are, there are lots of resources online to learn. It gave me a big head start when I went back to school for... Um, programming to, to start learning online ahead of time. Um, and I think that, between that and having the community, it makes it a really, it, it's kind of a, it has like a, maybe a reputation um, for being difficult to learn how to program, but there mm-hmm. is a very, there's a sort of a gateway there with the community and the online um, websites that will teach you how to code. Those, those are really nice ways for beginners to get into it very low pressure you just show up or just go to a website and they'll teach you how you don't have to commit you know to any high priced um, classes or anything like that it seems like it would open up career opportunities within companies and corporations but also entrepreneurial opportunities in a, in a huge way yes, yes. Um, it's very big in that market yeah because if you can teach yourself to put together a few pieces of code uh-huh. you can release a product fairly easily nowadays it might not do the most complicated thing, but it can still solve a lot of problems. Are there, have there been things like that come out of Erie that maybe people don't know about or would be interested to learn it about? It depends on how amateur we go. Yeah. Because um, there's been a guy, he's not amateur at all. He just doesn't have um, a college degree in this that I yeah. have. Um, but he started his own business with a, a website that got fully funded. Um, they took investment rounds and things like that. So he pulled off his project. Um, some of our speakers, not not directly from Erie, but they've, yeah. they've done this themselves. Yeah. They taught them th- themselves a code. Um, one quick college after a year, it just wasn't working out for him. He decided, I just want to write code all day. Um, so he taught himself that, that way. And now he's an entrepreneur. He runs two small uh, applications. He sells training materials and things like that. And he's doing very well for himself. That's great. Yeah. Are there things that the two of you have worked on that you're like especially proud of, or? Um... I don't know. 
I mean, I'm, I'm proud of this conference as, a, yeah. as an event. We're, we're, we've been doing this. This will be our fourth year. So it's been an endeavor that we weren't sure exactly where it was going to go the first year we did it. I did want to ask you about that. Like, how did it get started? How, what, what was the... Do you want the was real there, story? Was there, yes. Was there a Eureka or was there a... So we, we were at a conference. Um, a bun- there was a group of us who uh, kind of ran the meetup here, the, the software development group. Mm-hmm. We all went to a conference in Pittsburgh that um, Sarah and I used to work with the people who ran it. And um, a bunch of the other co- uh, co-organizers were drunk at a table. They're like, hey, we should make a conference. <laughs> and it had a completely different direction at the time. But uh, they called me over. I was sober. They ran the idea by me. I said, okay, it's a lot of work. Um, Sarah and another one of our organizers, Jess, were in a different part of the room, so we went over to tell them the idea. Um, yeah. then not, nothing really happened the, for a little bit, right? No, that was in August, and I think it wasn't until about December or January, then like six months later, that we actually sat down at Coffee Culture and planned it all out. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. we gave ourselves four months to plan it. We threw it in April. Yeah. Um, and it all came together really well. What did you want it to be? Like, what was the, what was the idea? Like, their original idea was to target a specific language. Okay. Uh, because that's the kind of experience that we've had. We typically go to those style conferences, but there's no real target market for that language in Erie. Okay. So it just really wouldn't have done well. Um, and typically at our meetup groups, we don't even focus on a language. We focus on an idea or. Um, just solving a problem. That's the kind of thing we're interested in. So if we make this uh, this conference where anybody should feel welcome, they feel like they can take something home with them, they can learn something, it brings in a way bigger audience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the other things we were interested in was giving like a more of a local audience a chance to benefit from the kind of networking opportunities that we found at the conference in Pittsburgh. So when we were down there, it was it was great. We got to meet so many people. I was a student at Edinburgh at the time, and I got to meet a lot of people that ended up being coworkers of mine in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really awesome to know them ahead of time and to have connections down in Pittsburgh. And I wanted, you know, we, I think we all wanted to have people be able to build those networks in Erie and also um, to showcase a little bit of what was going on in the city because we knew that there were people working. Um, up here that they were programmers either working for companies in Erie or working remotely um, and that they it would be great to be able to say look like just check it out like we're all coming together look how big of a force we really are um, and to attract some attention and I'm glad you brought that up because that was a question I really had like how how developed a scene is that in Erie and I'm sure you I hope anyway been following some of the efforts to sort of reinvent the local economy and all that sort of thing. Where does this fit in? What's the potential? What are the opportunities? What could what could be done to help improve the landscape for you guys? Uh, I would say right now we're wedged in the middle. Uh, one of our organizers is the the co-founder of Radius Cowork, mm-hmm. and he's very involved in that effort. Yeah. So he came to our conference. He found out about it one day before. He came to it and said, this is great. Let's find a way to make this bigger in Erie. Yeah. Um, and he's been involved every year since then. So we've been working towards trying to emphasize our goals, which is always more or less the social aspect. Yeah, that's a big one for us because, you know, there's, I, I mentioned this earlier, but with a one-track conference, you're not going to, you know, go in-depth on every person's, like, niche field. Um, but the idea is that you can hopefully find at least one or two things that you can take home with you, you know, new knowledge or 
um, new ideas to, that you can bring to your either your job or your hobby, but more importantly, that you're meeting people, making connections, finding out, um, you know, oh, down the road I can talk to this person if I maybe, you know, I have this good idea and I want to run it by someone. We have a job board that we post at the okay. conference, so people who are either looking to hire or looking for a job, and um, we have, you know, the opportunities, lots of opportunities in between the talks for just mingling and networking. It's one of our big goals. And it helped you um, get your job at Think Through Math because you got to meet everybody. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, when we were down in Pittsburgh for that conference, and also the first year, mm-hmm. um, I was still in school the first year we did our conference, um, yeah, I got to meet a lot of people from the company that Matt worked at in Pittsburgh, and I ended up interviewing with a lot of them when I was graduating from Edinburgh and, and working with them ultimately. That's really important. Yeah. To, to have that yeah. landscape be visible it to really you. It really is, yeah. Especially yeah. as a student, and we do encourage students to come. We have like a special um, student discount price. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that first year we had a group of Edinburgh students come, and I think, you know, it seems like it's really beneficial to any student that w- is willing to come and, you know, sort of try and combat your your shyness or your anxiety about being around people who are already working professionals, but you just have to let it go and put yourself out there, and it's really beneficial. Yeah, it makes a world of difference, just yeah. having friends that yeah. you can, right. you're sure that you're going to see them again next year, or right. um, if you talk to them at the, the conference, there's a good chance you'll see them next month at the meetup. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have a, like a rotating group of people come in. We have our regulars. Okay. And other people come back um, just whenever they can make it. Mm-hmm. That meetup is really interesting. When you talk about like, uh, you know, maybe somebody's run into a roadblock or a problem and you want help, like what what are they trying to accomplish? Like what are the things that they're working on that you guys can help work through, I guess? Do you know? Yeah. In practical terms, like. Yeah, in practical terms, a lot of times it's beginners. Um, beginners come and they're they're stuck. They just don't have an idea of how to proceed, or mm-hmm. they're looking for their first job, but they don't know what employers are looking for, or they don't know what what uh, aspect yeah. they should focus on. Or a big one is uh, graduates from college. Uh, they've just like they've just graduated. They're about to graduate, and they they know there's gaps in their knowledge, or in the things that an employer would want them to have experience with they don't know what those things are yet. Um, so we try to fill in the gaps for them. Um, other mm-hmm. people have some big bug that yeah. they're, they're stuck on at work. So they'll come in, and as long as it's not a, a privacy matter, they can come right. and like, put their code up on the screen and say, can anybody help me with this? I'm having this problem. And we'll sit there as a group and try to help them through it. And, and like, what would that be? What would the task at work be that they're trying to like accomplish? Um, it would depend on what it is. Sometimes the functionality is completely broken. Okay. Um, one that I put up on the screen was that one of my clients had an extremely slow website, and doing a certain thing would crash it. it would okay. Break it down for everybody. That kind of stuff. So we would sit there and work through it and try to figure it out. Um, other people just try to improve the way the interface looks, um, mm-hmm. the thing that you point and click on. So like the the Erie Times News website. For yes. Instance. There's usability things on there that we yes. could focus on. Yes. So those kind of issues get hashed out. The stuff that your average employee is doing something and they're like, IT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you try to mitigate those. Yeah, try to make it easy so you don't need that. <laughs> um, so you talked about this a little bit in your introduction, but like, why did you, why did you, why are you in Erie? Like, why are you sticking by Erie? For me, it was, I was in Pittsburgh, and 
I had gone there when I graduated um, for work, but as I was down there, I was interested. I was just seeing um, the revitalization happening in Erie, and I was pretty active on Twitter, and I was following the news, and just was getting so excited about the possibilities. And I saw it as a place where it's a little bit smaller, so you can make a big impact. Right. And I really liked that. Like I felt as soon as I came up to Erie, even just for the weekend while I was still living in Pittsburgh, I could go to Radius and I could meet, you know, in in one day I could meet five people who are all either like starting a business or funding a business or, you know, making a connection between two people that was going to lead to some project getting, getting kicked off. Um, and it was really just exciting. I felt like it was easy to find out, you know, where the you know, the action was happening, and I felt like I could, mm -hmm. and part of that was probably just being familiar with Erie, because I grew up here, I went to high school here, right? Um, you know, so I, you know, I, I just knew kind of like, okay, if you're going to get involved in this, here's where you're going to find people doing what you want to do, or what you want to be involved with, um, but yeah, for me, it was, it was that s slightly smaller city vibe that I felt like I really liked, and I missed that. I like the challenge of building something. <laughs> that, that's a big thing for me. And yeah. um, my family's from here. My wife's family's from here. Yep. We have raised two small girls here. Right. Um, so for me, we moved to Florida for a year, and I got involved in the culture down there, um, the different software development groups and things like that. Mm -hmm. And knowing I was coming back to Erie to get married, I really wanted to bring that kind of culture back with me. Cool. Um, I didn't want to leave it behind. I right. wanted to try to bring the same thing here. So we started putting the group together. Um, I found uh, one of our co-founders, Ray, at a conference the same year I moved back. We started the group, and then people started coming in more regularly. It was a very slow build-up. We started off with like okay. three people, five people. Um, we built up to 10. One day I sat there myself. <laughs> there was no one else there. Um, so it has, it has grown over time. But so you like, stuck with it. I mean, We did. There's at least 100 and some people in the group right now, but only you know, 15 show up on a regular basis. That's fantastic, though. It depends on what's happening at the meeting, too. If we mm -hmm. bring in someone from out of town or someone that they know of, then they're more likely to show up. If we don't have an activity planned or it's a talk that a lot of people may not be interested in, it's very niche, and then they're not going to necessarily show up. Sometimes it will for the social aspect. We have um, a friend who comes in almost every month from Cleveland to mm -hmm. be a part of it. No way. Yeah. He, he loves our meetups. Do you know why he, what it is about? Uh, he's from Erie originally. Okay. Um, and his wife's from Erie, but they both live in Cleveland and he just loves our, our mini culture. Yeah. Um, Cleveland has a lot of bigger groups where it's 30 plus people. Okay. Ours is smaller, so you can get a little bit more nuance. You can be more friendly with people. You know everybody's name. It's, it's very easy going. Have you guys been following the news about the development of the innovation district with mm -hmm. the cybersecurity? And how do you see the community that you're part of playing a role in any of that? Or, um, I mean, I think we're sort of just open and available. Yeah. Um, so we are going to keep on doing what we do, which is meeting, you know, once a month, having mm -hmm. our conference. Um, and I think hopefully people will see that as just one more resource that they can yes. go to. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know, I haven't heard of anything like that we're specifically doing to, to complement that or partner with it. But I mean, it's just, I think having, you know, examples saying like, okay, here's what's going on. Yes. There's, there's lots of people, they're all doing their own thing, yep. but they're all kind of working in concert. Mm -hmm. I think that's important to see that 
it's not all one person or one silo just working alone on trying to build up a culture. There's, you know, different things going on. Different people are organizing and they're doing it on their own, but it's all happening kind of in the, in the same area, yeah, in the community, and it's all available to anyone who wants to get involved. And is the communication as open as it needs to be? Do you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. Our, our co-organizer, Sean, is really good at facilitating mm-hmm. that sort of yeah. thing. Um, the Innovation District is sponsoring us this year, which is nice. Oh, is that right? I would be better okay. prepared to answer this question had I been at the meeting on Monday. Oh. I was supposed to be, but I had That's okay. family things I had to take care yeah. of. Yeah. Last night? Uh, Monday. They called a few people, people in oh. for lunch. I was supposed to go down there to figure that whole thing out. Oh, okay. I was not there. <laughs> Life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there something the city could do to create a, a better environment for the kinds of things you guys are working on? A better environment? I think we should probably put more funding into training programs, but okay. it, it's hard to say that at a city level. Okay. Um, the library does some base level things to try to help people um, make some extra income. Mm-hmm. Um, we help people train. I can't think of a, a good city initiative at this point. You're way better with this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd have to. I definitely have to think about it. I haven't mm-hmm. really. I haven't given it too much thought. I guess um, one of the things that is always a challenge is to get consistent pe- people to show up consistently and to be involved. Um, and I think part of the reason is that they don't know about it so mm-hmm. you know I think having support from the city being able to say um, that this is going on we encourage you to attend stuff like that we actually are getting some more of that this year we have um, so we've heard from you know the city government they're really interested in our conference we've never heard from them before that's, so that's really nice that is important because the the, the the vibe you're putting off about your sense of Erie and the opportunities here is so different generationally from maybe, you know, older people in Erie and what have you. And it would be so important to communicate your vision of Erie, your experience of Erie, you know, to the larger world. Right. Um, yeah. And, and a nice thing is the city is actually funding us this year. Like, they're helping us out. Um, Mayor Schember is going to give the opening opening words. And that's, that's huge. We've, yes. We've never had so that. So he is, I didn't know that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So he's going to be there delivering the opening uh, opening ceremony, however we want to call it. It's yeah. not really ceremonies. Yeah. But he's going to give the opening words. Um, so we're that really sets a tone and an yeah. in a, in a outward face. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a, a great Yeah, it's exciting. We've, yeah. Yeah, we've never had a, like a opening remarks before. Right. <laughs> Other than just ourselves standing <laughs> up there and being like, thanks for coming. Yeah, it's been... <laughs> us operating our, our little conference and now it's yeah. the city's taking note and the city wants mm-hmm. us to continue doing this sort of thing and that it feels yeah. very empowering. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a vision of what you think Erie will be like 10 or 20 years down the road? I have things I would love to see. <laughs> Tell <Yeah>. me that. <laughs> you want to go first? Um, oh, I mean, I, I definitely have. I'm optimistic. I think that people our age are generally excited about the opportunities here and I think that especially in our field it's yeah. so clear that location is really not important it's not the only decision that you need to take into consideration is like when, you, when you're looking for a job is where it, it's at anymore Matt works remotely I've worked remotely before um, so there are opportunities to work for a company that is in California or DC or you know Texas and, and live in Erie, if it's close to your family or if it's just a city that you love, um, you can stay here and you can 
raise your family. It's just a nice city to be in. Um, so I think the opportunities to work remotely are really going to benefit Erie because you don't have to be limited to the pool of employers that are here. Um, which isn't to say that the no. companies that are here aren't great because they are and they're hiring people here, which is awesome. Right. Um, but yeah, I think having a, you know a pool of remote employees will be really great. Um, you know, the more young people that we can attract, the more exciting uh, businesses that that will support as well. Right. So you've already seen that going in downtown. You know, we've got Voodoo Brewery, we've got the escape room that's downtown now. Yes. There's all kinds of fun things that are happening. So I think I, I'm really optimistic and positive about the direction that everything is going in. I like that we're seeing more entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, they're, mm-hmm. they're less afraid to take risks. Yeah. Um, we have more financial backing available. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm hoping to see in, in combination, we have a huge travel thing in Erie. Like that, mm-hmm. That's one of our, our known things. What do you mean? Like flights or like tourism tourist, industry. Yeah, tourism. Um, so people come into Erie to take advantage of Presque Isle and the Bay. Right. Um, all of our, our neat little traits. And if we could leverage that in some way, like maybe we could do a floating stage, um, not too far off off of uh, the shore, but like for all the boaters that we have, boaters so could dock right up to it. People <laughs> could still sit at like um, either at the pier yeah. or Liberty Park and still be able to see it. Yeah. Or even if you want to do the 360 thing, they could sit yes. over at the monument. Yep. Um, but it would just open some sort of uh, unique draw to the area, like leverage mm-hmm. our assets in order to bring more people in. Yeah. So if we can An couple experience that. experience that you can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been talks to make it safer to cross from, um, well, just cross the bayfront. That's the yeah. biggest thing. So if we can get that lined up, put shops um, right along the waterfront, keep more um, smaller businesses going in downtown, like Ember and Forge just opened not oh, that yeah, long that's ago. Right. Shout out. Neat little coffee shops. <laughs> I love ideas like that. Yeah. Um, and our tech sector is growing a little bit. Wasinet is pushing it pretty far right now. Um, so they're they're focused on getting us fiber everywhere. Right. Um, having a really strong fiber line available to businesses would let us put more things downtown. Okay. Um, we keep hearing that from yeah. people. Yeah. And if we have more draw, like she said, if we're building more remote employees, if we can have the ability to not work remotely eventually, like we can work for a, a company in our city, that would be great. So the more people that we can lure in thinking, I want to start my new idea, and that yes. idea takes off, great. We just built 20 jobs. Yes. You know, that it's a great concept. How do you guys register? We're all interested in your generation, right? How do you, how do you register your vision for the future, your desires for the city and all that? I mean, are, are you politically engaged? Um, I think it seems to me that there are a lot of people our age that are pretty politically active. Okay. Um, I think this last election was really exciting, the yes. mayoral election. Yes. Um, so we saw, at least I saw a lot of excitement, a lot of turnout. We went to the both debates, my boyfriend and I, and yeah. there was good turnout at both of them. Um, I think that it's, it's really important to be politically engaged in local politics. I actually tend to think that maybe a little bit more attention is paid on a national level that yes. should be redirected right. locally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see some movement, um, you know, at the mayoral level, and then we also have new count- city council members, mm-hmm. that's exciting. Um, I think, I don't know, do you, would you say that people are pr- pretty politically active our age? I, I mean, would, it's mixed. I would but. say it's getting better. 
yeah. it's definitely it's definitely getting there. Yeah, I think people are starting to realize that local government has a huge role in their lives, more so than right. You know, and, and state government too, but you right. know, more so than you know what's ne- necessarily going on with some of the national debates. Right. Yeah. Right. Some of our members are very active. Some of us are not that politically active. Um, we all very much care what happens to the city. Right. So that's that's more of the overarching concern. Right. Um, and nothing's like politically backed. I don't think we we try to bring more things into the city. That's like one of our goals. Correct. Because um, we've we've looked at venues in Mill Creek or mm, other places, yeah. but it just always uh, comes into staying downtown. Yeah, it's important. Um, it just kind of aligns with our our goals of highlighting the the part of this the part of the over. How do I want to say like the, the part region? of the city? Yeah, <laughs> the part of the region that is um, growing the fastest, the area necessarily. Right. But I I would love to see us continue to get better, mm-hmm. just always improving, always changing what's going on, keeping things fresh. Because mm-hmm. um, I really don't hear the same stuff we used to hear more kids like, oh, there's nothing to do in Erie or. Um, the industry is leaving. Um, you still hear remnants of it, but there's a more positive attitude going on these days. That's interesting. It, mm-hmm. it is much healthier to hear on a regular basis. Yes. Um, it doesn't make you feel all mopey. And well, and it clashes that. It clashes a lot with a lot of the bad, negative national press we've gotten. Yeah. 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 I mean... I feel yeah. like we've responded really well to that. I yeah, do we have. think yeah. so, Yeah. yeah. So as a city, sort of defending ourselves yep. against that portrayal, yep. which you know is not accurate, Mm-mm. and it's not how most of us feel. I think, Mm-mm-mm. right? Um, yeah, I think um, what you said about sort of how we came to feel about the downtown being the area that's growing, you know, on our own, sort of organically. Um, I do think that you know, I, I I know some of these plans and consultants and things like that are are saying the same thing. They're saying highlight the assets Absolutely. that you have downtown. Yep. And I think that we all sort of got that feeling anyway, especially any of us that have lived outside of Erie. I have lived in Philly. I've lived in Pittsburgh. Um, and there are, you know, I, I would like to see things like that, um, highlighting the assets that we have, you know, right. as opposed to other cities. But um, to grow in a similar way where they, you, you kind of pick one area and just really make that, Kind of a keystone yes. of the of the regeneration. Yep. Don't try and you know spread yourselves too thin. Just stick with downtown. Let's make it really nice. Let's do our best and you know make it a destination that people would want to come down to and spend their time, their evenings, their weekends, work there, live there. Hopefully, absolutely. Yeah. This is just the side. They're, they're having meetings on the on the comprehensive plan and over the next week would you guys be like going to any of those kind of things or it was that the one they had last night they had that's for the there's so many plans that's for the, <laughs> that's for the downtown master plan on on okay. creating like a sense of place in right. different districts yeah. I wanted to go to that I was I was yeah. able to make it but yeah I think they're gonna have more okay um, but this is more the eerie refocus which calls for a, st- a stronger downtown core enhancing oh, right. s- flanking neighborhoods yeah. And then different plans for the surrounding area, and the mayor's really trying to up the conversation because it didn't really take place yet, and right. it needs to take place. Yeah. So they're they're going out to different places in the community to they have are. that conversation. Yeah, I'm so, actually really interested. I yeah. read that plan, and I think it's it makes a lot of it's sense. Right on spot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The city planner has actually been coming around to radius. A good okay. Time, so See, that's, that's been fun. So yeah. sh- oh. they're reaching. That's that's where to find you guys too, right? I mean, yeah. that's if you want to like. 
Yes. That's great. That is that is the hub. Who is that? Yes. Who's the guy from Mayor Schember's office that joined? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. He has his, um, I think it's like business development liaison. Okay. Joint radius. Yes. So he's available. Okay. And um, we have a, it's a program called Slack. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's like an online chat that um, we have among oh, Radius cool. members. So he's there now in, in our Slack chat. So we, if we have a question, we can reach him easily. That's it's fantastic. Very it's very convenient, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic, though. Mm-hmm. That's what you need, like, a whole, every generation working together. Yeah. <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. the smart, bright ones who are going to be in charge of the future. Um, just one other question about the, the event itself. I mean, if, if, if somebody is just curious, would they go and be able to derive something from it? or? I think... When I went to my first conference, yeah. I didn't know what to expect, yeah. and I was overwhelmed by the nature of some of the talks. Like, they were very technical, they yeah. were very in And so I think I would say to anyone who is maybe a beginner or just, just, curious. just curious to not get hung up on, the, on every single talk in trying to, like, fully understand what they're saying in every single, yeah. um, you know, discussion that, you, that you're listening to. Um, you know, there'll be talks that are all at different levels. So some of okay. them are going to be more about like interpersonal, um, you know, team building at work. Um, some of them are going to be really technical and go into details of, you know, every line of code in a program or something like that. Um, you don't have to get everyone. You know, the people yeah. that, that like the detailed code one are probably not going to like some of the other ones as much. Yeah. Um, and more importantly, I think it's about going and making connections, meeting people. So if I could go back in time and tell myself before I went to that first conference, <laughs> don't worry about, right. <laughs> about the content of all those talks that you don't understand. Um, every conference, I understood more of, of the content of the talks. And more importantly, you're going to meet people, and it's going to be... Um, in many cases, they've, they've done this before. Yeah. Um, not all of them are. We have um, a new speaker this year, which is going to be um, exciting. And he's, he's an Erie native, so that's going to be a lot Oh, that's cool. Who, which one? Uh, his name's Andy Chernoskis. Okay. I, think I, I hope I pronounced that right. I, I sit next so. to him every day, and I'm still <laughs> not positive on that. But it's a really long name. <laughs> for instance, he's he's talking about working remotely, um, the pros and cons to it, what you have to do to survive, uh, what you have to do to keep sane, and not be forgotten by your company. So that, those are some of the things he's talking about. Um, we have two people who are product owners or engineering managers who are talking about their struggles. Um, one is from the online music uh, service Spotify. Oh, wow. So that's a, a bigger company that's really? got someone coming into town. Yeah. Um, we have somebody coming to speak on um, authentication security. So, you know, if I'm logging into a service, yep. I'm sure that my stuff's not going to end up on a website saying you've been you've been breached. Uh, like LinkedIn had their thing recently and all that sort of stuff. That's a huge subject. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Privacy. So yeah. Big topics. So I'm going to talk on that. And that one could get in depth, but he is a well-experienced uh, speaker. So his stuff is going to be able to do that little sparking idea where you're like, oh, maybe I am interested in this. Or once the details kick in, it's fine. There's still going to be humor mixed in. So even Mm -hmm. if you don't understand what's on screen, you still get to laugh. And then after the fact, (laughs) you get to talk to people about it. So if you're like, hey, I really didn't understand what this guy was talking about. Can you kind of spell it out to me a little bit? Mm -hmm. And then somebody um, you just met or maybe you joined a circle of people talking, that's a good chance for you to get into the middle of it without having to, you know, feel like you need to know everything mm-hmm. people are more than happy to explain things to you mm-hmm. um, so that kind of experience is worth it and then uh, she mentioned the social aspect of the networking that's 
one of the biggest parts. Mm-hmm. We, we call it the hallway track in the, the oh, that's conferences. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. So the hallway allow, track. It's, some people stand out in the hallway most of the time at bigger conferences yeah. just to have the socialization and yeah. the networking. Um, so we allow at least 15 minutes between talks. That way people can uh, kind of go out and discuss what they learned, digest it a little bit, and then get ready for the next speaker. Um, and we also send people out to lunch, which is one of our, our more favorite aspects that we learned from another conference in Pittsburgh, where um, we kind of gather into groups. So you'll line up like, just there's corners of the room, say, hey, if you want to go down to Tap House, it's over in this corner. If you want Thai food, it's over in this corner. If you want to self-organize, go ahead and do that. Um, but it brings people together in smaller groups so that they can converse and get to know one another. Um, yeah, and that we way, do a long kind of lunch break so yeah. that they have lots of time to go and sit down at a restaurant and it's not just cramming for hours on end no, and then boom exactly. it's over yes. right. yeah. and it, it sends people out into the city so mm-hmm. if they're That's from fantastic Cleveland too. or Pittsburgh they get to go see what Erie has to offer mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. usually yeah. I don't want to jinx it but we've gotten lucky know, with weather for the past so two lucky. years <laughs> we've uh, moved our date up a little so <laughs> yeah. we're hoping it holds out early exactly. May <laughs> if, if people want to go um what, is there like a registration? Is there a deadline? Is does it cost There's anything? I didn't. Not I a deadline, remember. but there is a ticket. You have to buy a ticket. Okay. Um, so we sell them through our website, yourdayofcode.com. Okay. And realistically, if someone just doesn't have the money to go, we will just give them a ticket. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's we, not about the funding. Like once we break even, we don't. Yeah. Pay yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the money that we make, we don't keep any of it. It just goes back into the conference itself. Very so that's cool. our seed money for the next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been able to improve things every year. So the first year was, a, you know, it was a smaller venue. We had, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say bare bones, but we just, it was our first time, so we didn't really know that much either. <laughs> but, you know, since then we've been able to have, you know, some designers work on our logos. We've had, we actually have a logo. <laughs> we have, we, we do t-shirts for attendees. That's so great. Um, yeah, we have some... You know, we bring in a caterer to the art museum that provides, you know, little snacks throughout the day. So we've learned a lot throughout the years that we've planned it and tried to make it better every year. Yeah. We have um, somebody doing recording for the talks so that we can make them available Put them on the website or something. Mm -hmm. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, The... I mean, honestly, going this year just to get the free T-shirt is going to be worth it. It's a cool T-shirt. It's a really it, cool yeah, T-shirt. We had a designer from here. You do it. She <laughs> did a great job. <laughs> she knocked it out of the park. Yes. Um, but it's a nod to the fact that we're on May Fourth, and that's yes. uh, the Star Wars May the Fourth kind of unofficial holiday. Yeah. So there are some nods in that direction. Yes. Some nods. <laughs> some nods. It's a major theme. <laughs> yeah. This is kind of an aside, and I don't even know if I. I noticed on the on the page. Um, you had like a code of, I don't know, it wasn't like a code of conduct, but it was yeah, some like guidelines yeah. kind of thing. And it was really interesting. I mean, and you, there is that kind of, you've heard those stories about the bro culture and Silicon Valley and all of that. Was that directed at that or what What? What caused you to put that up? Um, it's sort of uh, standard at most conferences oh, at this point oh, to okay. have a code of conduct. And okay. it is to prevent issues like that from happening. I mean, there there have been instances where it's it hasn't been there or it hasn't been sufficient and it's been necessary okay um, so it's kind of been a, a learning curve not for us this hasn't happened at our no, conferences but it is a pretty tight-knit community even online so we hear about things that happen at other conferences and you hear okay in order to like just nip this in the bud we're gonna put 
a code of conduct in place and we're going to just we're going to be strict about it we're going to stick to it and as organizers we designate ourselves um, the go-to people at the conference for any you know code of conduct violation so if somebody had an issue we have a special color-coded t-shirt there they are attendees are encouraged to approach us with any issues that they have. It's the heavy. <laughs> yeah. It, like she said, it's been an issue. Okay. So, um, you know, out, out in the world, it's everybody's actively working on making it a safer place yeah. for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we are very big on inclusion. Yeah. So we we don't want anybody coming and feeling unsafe. Um, we'll pretty much do whatever we can to make them feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes for our meetup. That goes for the conference. And it's a diverse group. Your team is diverse, too. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To a certain extent. Well, <laughs> we're yeah. always trying. Gender anyway. Yeah. <laughs> say, we're all yeah. definitely still white. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sorry, I will finish up here, but the, do you guys work at all with any the next generation of like any of the kids in the schools or are any students in, like involved in the meetup or like teenagers, I mean, like high school? Rarely. They, they show up for like one. Okay. Like, they normally... Like, sometimes we'll come back, but sometimes we'll just go in to see what it's all about. And then if we get into two high-level discussions, sometimes it weirds me out. Yeah. Um, one of our organizers, he gets involved in his son's robotics club at Iroquois. Oh, okay. Um, we try to help tutor whoever we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, what we call Paul. Paul's uh, one of our volunteers. He's, mm-hmm. uh, he's a video and film person. And he gets very involved in schools trying to trying to teach him different things. Yeah. Um, so he actually goes into them or they go to him. I'm not entirely sure how it works mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. but he loves to teach. We effectively have a group of people with that kind of mentality, like the mentorship mentality. Because it just seems like the entrepreneurial opportunities would be so great for kids that might have that aptitude. Oh, yeah, and there's definitely. there's such a need for that opportunity for mm-hmm. a whole yeah. generation in this city. So for sure. It's just yeah. a thought. Yeah, we, we try to keep it um, financially available. Mm-hmm. We definitely try to offer help to whoever's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so some people who come in that have been, um, like I think they're high schoolers, maybe freshmen in, in college, they come in and uh, some of them have been very hungry. Like they just want to learn and they're yeah. open about it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether they're naturally extroverted. Right. But in that meeting, they were so excited. Yeah. It was kind of the, the bouncing off the wall, like, hey, just tell me more. Like, what can I learn? That's so um, cool. Some people just come in and sit quietly. They just yeah. want to absorb it, and um, they don't really know how to interact with everybody else. Because mm-hmm. we have a, a big age uh, difference. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we have people ranging from high school to um, retired college professors. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and, like, the retired professor, he is more than willing to talk to everybody, help him out with whatever he can. That's cool. He's a physicist by trade. Um, so if we ever had math things, he's, hey, John, can you help us out with something? <laughs> So I've kept you guys talking a long time. Um, is there anything we didn't t- touch on either about this community or the event or your meetup group? Anything that we didn't that you'd like to people to understand or know? I don't, I don't think so. Did you? I can't think of anything we didn't touch on per se. It's just yeah. I really want to emphasize that we are very welcoming. Okay, we, that's good. We want more people in the group mm-hmm. just yeah. to enhance the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you're not, if you've never done it before, or mm-hmm. if you're just curious, we, mm-hmm. we still say, come and check it out. And mm-hmm. Your meetup is what you're talking about. The, yeah, or the meetup or the, or the both. Or the both. Yeah. This, this completely goes for both. Okay. Yeah. People think they, um, the biggest one, we have something called imposter syndrome, and I'm sure it goes across many other disciplines, but yeah. it's big in our community. 
where um, you know, even if we've been doing this for half our lives, we still feel like we don't know anything. And we feel like we don't belong in a room because everybody else is smarter. The fact of the matter is, in those situations, you're probably on par with most people there. Even right. if you're a beginner, there's yeah. other people in the room who are also yeah. as new, if not newer than you are. Yeah. So you can learn something from everybody there. Um, mm -hmm. At conferences, you'll frequently see a junior developer, somebody who's been doing it for like less than nine months. Yeah. They'll get up and give their first talk. Oh, that's um, so neat. They'll talk about the struggles that they learned. Yeah. And whether it's another junior in the audience who will feel empowered and they feel like they're they're actually further ahead than they, they used to think. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or um, the senior developers in the audience who think, oh, this is how my junior feels day to day. Maybe I should change something. Yes. Um, maybe I should give them different work. Everybody can take something away from anybody at any given skill level. Mm -hmm. um, so, so everybody has something to offer. Yeah. Uh, and I always say, if you think... If you're thinking of a question, probably someone else is thinking of the same question in, a, in an audience. So just ask it. Just ask it. <laughs> Even right. if you feel like you're going to sound stupid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I usually just do it. <laughs> and it works really well at a conference because you can kind of, you know, in a room full of 100 people, most people aren't going to turn around to see who asked the question. Right. <laughs> and it breaks the ice when people just like... Or you can just turn around yeah. too and pretend like it was someone behind you and ask it. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> oh, that question. Ooh, I don't know who asked that. <laughs> great yeah good technique <laughs> thank you guys so very much i really yeah. appreciate it thank you i learned us. a lot yeah thanks for helping us get the word out yeah 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 we need to get it out more so 